What up, everybody? It's Monday night. It's time for the Urban Conservative. Albert Einstein said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. How are we going to change that? Well, the Urban Conservative starts right about now. Do you like NASCAR? Do you like a tribe called Quest? Well, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Do you like manwich and nachos? Well, then you'd love the Urban Conservative. Do you like guns? Do you like butter? Well, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Yo, what's good, son? You like pit bulls, say? You like solving Sudoku puzzles? Then you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Hey, buddy, if your car making a sound like this, you might want to get you some power steering fluid and check out the Urban Conservative Podcast. Are you repulsed by the idea of drag queen story time at your local library, but enjoy Carol Baskin TikTok memes? Then you would enjoy the Urban Conservative. You want to slap your boss and then go home and make yourself some golden brown pancakes covered in butter and freshly made warm boysenberry syrup, then you'll love the Urban Conservative. You're a little over Cardi B and you're repulsed by the thought of Hogmaw. Check out the Urban Conservative. Are you ready? <laughs> If you think the earth is flat and always on that weird side of YouTube, check out the Earth Conservative. They'll set you straight. <laughs> if you're in a chasing dopey and you love South Fishing Festival, check out the Urban Conservative. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday night, 8 o'clock. You're checking out the Urban Conservative Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please hop over to TUConservative.com. Get yourself a membership. We know Biden inflation and these ridiculous Democrats got everything costing more, but we're still just 10 bucks, man. Just 10 bucks to get you a membership. That keeps the lights on and keeps helping us do what we do to spread our message of conservatism across this great nation. I got to give a big, big shout out to my homeboy, Ted Budd, who's been burning the campaign trail up. He's come to several Frederick Douglass Foundation events that mm-hmm. we've done, some of our freedom luncheons, and we're looking forward to having Ted Budd represent us. And there's a bunch of state house races. Some of them we're going to talk about today uh, because we were talking about this definition of insanity thing. But uh, shout outs, bro. What you got? Well, I got to give a big shout out to everybody out in Suffolk County, everyone out in the town of Southampton. And uh, shout out to the Southampton Town GOP and, and our uh, honorable town councilman, Rick Martell, for these amazing hats. Um, if you want to get a GOP looks like me hat, head over to TUConservative.com, get yourself a membership. Um, and we're going to be selecting some folks to send some GOP looks like me hats out to. Um, and shout out to all of the volunteers that have been helping out on these campaigns. You know, bro, um, volunteers kind of make the world go around. Um, and so shout out to all of the volunteers, all of the Board of Election workers, all of the, the, the candidates, man. The candidates are outworking. Our Republican candidates are outworking hard. And um, that kind of 
is inspiring kind of what we wanted to do the show about this Monday, um, kind of bring you guys into what, what our journey into getting into this political kind of realm and um, coming from our background and, and some of the things we kind of been through. Um, how can we how can we keep this momentum of getting the urban community, getting the black and Latino community excited about conservatism, excited about being a Republican, being a part of the party, um, getting to know some of the great folks um, that we've known. I mean, like any organization, sure, you have your, your shenanigans that go on. <laughs> like, you have your shenanigans that Everybody go on. knows if you're like me and you've been a county chair or an officer and in any group, really, it doesn't matter if it's your church group, your Masonic. So it's shenanigans. It's always going to be some shenanigans. But, but barring that, um, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a the overwhelming majority of the folks in the Republican Party, and and even in I'll say our cousins, the Conservative Party, um, and and even some of our Libertarian brothers and sisters. These are generally good folks, and um, I think. There's some things that we can do a lot better and we need to be willing to look at that. But on the outset of this, bro, we kind of wanted to bring people in a little bit because we get the question all the time. Well, mm -hmm. why are you guys Republicans? How did you guys get to the point to understand that you're a Republican? And, and you know, you tell the short story about somebody telling you that you're a Republican. But kind of the backdrop to this is that you kind of have to have the soil to plant the seed in. Um, you have okay. to kind of have good soil to plant that seed in. Okay. And our upbringing, for those of y'all who don't know, we didn't have, uh, let's say, a silver spoon beginning. We didn't we didn't even have um, the family structure that we came up in was probably not. a. It, it was a couple of notches away from as bad as it could possibly get. Like we were. Well, well no, 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 no. Let's so let's posit something for those of y'all that don't know. And as always, jump in the comments. Let us know where you're watching from. We like to give people shouts out. And if you have questions, jump in the comments. Let us know if you have questions. But here's a drop. You know, when you're when you're born to a, a, a teenage parent, which unfortunately more often than not is par for the course. So we're not even looking at that like that was a big, oh, my God. OK, yeah, teenage. no. And look, and brother Mark makes a good point. Don't forget about the Asian community. And that's an absolute fact. So one of the things we got to do, that's another thing we have to do a lot better. But also, too, I think colloquially when we say um black and latino and and non-traditional yeah. non-traditional yeah. republicans i yeah. think that includes our asian brothers our sikh brothers and sisters yo shout out brothers and shout sisters, out you know, to the Egyptian north carolina asian that. coalition big big ups i gotta give a big up uh to hannah chan and to true fan and all the people involved with the vietnamese veterans association uh, we've showed some love to them and they've showed some love to us. So yeah, absolutely right. Gotta get Yeah, it but but them. my point was that we you kinda gotta have the soil to plant the seed in. And coming from a extremely dysfunctional family setting, sometimes or most times the odds are kind of stacked against you if you if you're if you can be born in bad circumstances with good parents, and then you could be born in bad circumstances with bad parents. Then you could be born in good circumstances with bad parents and good circumstances with good parents. I hope that didn't confuse y'all. So there's usually some mixture of that dynamic involved. So what were we? What were we? We had, and, and I know this may sound harsh, but at the time, mm -hmm. we were in a bad situation with bad parents. Fair. Okay. Um, because what happens is, and and I'm I will spare a lot of the minutia, but 
there's nobody that can really be a responsible parent at 13 years old. It's just not. I don't see how that's feasible. If you think about a 13-year-old, how a 13-year-old or even a 16-year-old um, in the conditions that, that our mom was in, I don't see how, I don't even see the, the odds being anywhere near her becoming a, uh, you know, with the, the crack era hitting and all of these different things um, coming into New York City at that time that, you know, it's very likely you fall into that pattern. So with our mom falling into that pattern, it kind of put us in a situation where we have to deal with the, the child, what is it, protective services Yeah, it was, it was uh, did, what was that? No, it was, uh, I forgot, no, yeah, it was CPS? CPS, Child, child Protective, protective services, services in New York State yeah. in, in, the, in the early 80s. And basically- No, you, I'm wrong. In, in Suffolk County, it was DSS. DSS, Department of Social, Social Services. That's was, out in Suffolk, but then it was our, no, it was a Westchester County DSS, bro. There you go, Department of Social Services. Yeah. Uh, shout shout out to Tanya Gardner. If yeah. you ever see this, Miss Gardner, she was one of our favorite. Do yeah. you remember Miss Gardner? I do. She I was do. one of our favorite social workers. She brought me my first pair of Avia sneakers. I'll never forget that. Avia. Yeah, you remember Avia's A V I A. If you know what Avia's are, what do you say? Avia's Avia's. I call I, them. I don't know. Yeah, it was oh, Avias. She brought Avias. me my first pair of Avias. But yeah, so the, so I'm my my point is is that if if we would have got influenced by our biological mother, right? We might have had a a much different uh, soil to to plant these seeds that would later get planted. So, I, I, but right, I think one of the things that we had was being taken from her at six months and then being put into a loving foster home environment for the first, I don't know, what were we, five by the time we got to, to, to the biological pop's house? So being in that environment from six months to five years old, I think that was the fundamental soil, that, that fertile soil that we talked about because we had people around us who loved us and were taking care of us and, you know, were treating us like the little brother. Yeah, and, we had and, that. and you know something, too, I think that rubbed off on us. And, and some people may find this as a fault. Sometimes you'll hear people say that their kindness and their desire to help other people sometimes it, it almost they do mm. it in a in a manner that would jeopardize themselves. And I'm pretty sure you could think back helping people to the point where you you inconvenience in your own life to help someone else. And as we, you know, grew up and we found out and we thought about it, we said, well, there's a lot of people that are taking foster children and they don't have to. Like they don't you don't have to do that. And especially the good ones. Especially the good foster parents. So I think that kind of influenced us. Um and then I think having this this really law, we've met a lot of people, bro. Like over the years, being in different group homes and being in different facilities and different boys' homes, you meet so many different characters and you mm -hmm. see so many things that you you kind of gain more of a sophistication than the average person because we were exposed to so many different cultures, so many different food types, so many different, yo, I mean, even yo, a positive and a negative, y'all. It yo, ain't all so, roses, but I think this goes into some of that, that mm. ingredient in that soil I'm talking about. So one of the things I think leading us into kind of becoming more politically aware was the fact that we were involved with the government because DSS is the government. Let's not pretend like, not, am I saying social workers are bad? No, they don't make a lot of money and they got to care. That's not a field you go into if you want to get rich or you want to, you know, do well for yourself. Social work ain't usually the, 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 the mix for that. 
But I think having that involvement, being aware that somebody can come in and interact within your household, it made us a little bit more rebellious because I could always remember thinking like, okay, ladies and gentlemen at home, imagine this one day, right? You're in school one day and you're used to seeing your sibling at a certain time every day after school. And then one for, for one particular day after school, you don't see your sibling after school this day. And then you wait for hours and hours and hours in the principal's office and some guy shows up with your stuff in the back seat of the car. Like all of your stuff, all of your toys, neatly packed in a suitcase you've never seen before. And in the back seat of, and back then it was like Ford Tempos they had. Those weird Ford, like it's like, like a Corsica. Like, yeah. Yeah, one of the but rolly window blue velvety plasticky inside yeah, yeah, cheap so government car cheap government, government car, car. Yeah. and they bring you to another house with some people you've ever met in a place you've never been before and so I, and for the record i didn't last long in very many of these places well I, I, the point that i was trying to make is that kind of instilled a little bit of who the are you to have my stuff in the car like this kind of ain't right like I didn't have any input on you coming to grab my stuff. Like I could re distinctly remember for a split second, but then it was like, what am I going to do? Well, here's one, one thing that, that kind of, and I, I, I really hope this for all of the parents that hear this, the, the biggest thing you could do for your kids is make sure that they're literate, right? Mm -hmm. And literacy plays such a big part in our transition and, and understanding lang how language works, the rules to language. And, Part of, of what I'll admit was my rebellion was the ability, I think, if you could say this, if this makes sense, where, where our father probably effed up the biggest, you can't, you can't, it's hard to be a tyrant to somebody who can understand what's going on around them. So language unlocked to me. Wait, say that again? So it's hard to be a tyrant to someone who understands everything around them. Usually it's okay. easy to bully a kid because they don't have much access to the world around them. So the minute I gained access to the world around me through the ability to read and make my way different places, it was over. If you remember, I used to run away and and because I, I didn't understand mm. the level of of certain things, what, what they later would call abuse or whatever, child abuse or whatever that is they called it. Whatever, whatever that is, whatever would make them come and say, hey, you did that to your kid. You, we need to take the kid from you. I wasn't really with it. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Like I was out. Like there's stories we could tell y'all where you know I pack my stuff and I'm out the door, and this one gets in trouble because he loses his toothbrush in the melee, and I'm out the front door when this dude's coming in the back door. I'm on my <laughs> way out. I see y'all in two days. Figure it out. We talking about a seven year old. I don't got a dime in my pocket, and mm -hmm. I'm gonna figure it out. But I know I don't want to be here. So right. the only thing that that helped mm -hmm. me was that I had access to the world by the ability to read. I knew something wasn't right when I would go into school. And I, I, I knew that a violent reaction, I knew what happened the first couple of times. I wound up in some situations with violent reactions that I've had, you know, growing up in LaSalle and different places. So what happens is, is you, you realize, all right, I'd rather not go to school. So I fell through the cracks, bro. I don't know how fifth, sixth I, I, grade, yo, okay. I, I was so, one of the kids so that fell through the we're, cracks. We're I talking. would go to the library, take a stack of books and go off into, and anybody that sees this from Mount Vernon or from, from Westchester County, I would go off into Wilson Woods for the whole school day. I know school was over, right? And I would go walk back to the bus and get on the bus and go back to the foster home. 
but I would spend the whole day in Wilson Woods with a stack of books. Yo, so in in relation to this conversation we're having about insanity is doing the same thing over. Going through a lot of this, especially having kids, put us into a position to think of, like, do we want our kids to have to go through that again? Yeah. Like, do we want them to have to experience? So to us, it was kind of like, as we become became more politically aware, like, all right, we got to think about this differently for these kids because that that experience, and we've talked about this, think about this, bro. How many days or nights did you walk up and down Lincoln Avenue by yourself in New Rochelle and Mount Vernon and nobody ever said anything? Quite a few times. Like, no, nobody, like now I see a 10-year-old kid walking down the street at 8, 30, 9 o'clock by himself. I'm like, like a kid Noah's age, what is he doing? Yeah, I can only imagine Noah... Like Noah, so I can't imagine Noah being so terrified of me that his decision is to put on his Crocs and beat it. Like, how terrified <laughs> do you have to be of your parent to just be like, "Yo, listen, I, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm out of here. I, well, where look, are you go? Where are you going? Well, look, I, I no, don't no, 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 no. But I'm not going to be here. So, so let's talk about this real quick because what we're what we're really saying is, and what that really boiled down to, so we could progress this a little bit, is we had some examples of the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. We had some examples of the wrong thing to do. And and the ability to have to be self-responsible thrust on us very early. Well, that, um, that and I'm saying that in relation to what's insanity, we kind of looked at it, kind of bugged out. Like, all right, we could choose the, the angry, mad at everybody route, you know, going from high school. Like I chose to go to the military and do like, that was mm -hmm. different. Versus the people we knew, the Wesleys of the world and other folks, the Alexes of the world, the people that around us that we knew that got killed, that decided they was going to do certain things. And we were like, yeah, well, I gotta, I gotta, that doesn't look like yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, it was a, it was a, um, so some people actually, you know, have drug stories and I'm always like, I'm always, I guess the square who doesn't have a, a bad drug experience story. Yo, I yo, yo, nah, ladies and gentlemen, check this out. Check drugs. this out. My brother's real modest about his music career and I ain't going to throw nobody name under the bus. Right. But here's how this insanity thing works. Remember we was in the car with a famous rapper. We was in Charlotte, right? We was in West Charlotte. We were sitting at the bus station, right? And he goes, yo, remember being in jail when we had to, yo, remember the awkward silence? We were both like, no, no I, I don't remember Don't that remember jail. that one in jail. Sorry, haven't been in jail. Don't don't know too much about that one. Yo, but the, the idea, remember afterward, we were sitting there like, wow, and that's okay. Like the, the thought was like, that's supposed to be normal. Right, and I, and I think, and this is a big deal, and, I, and what I was making, the point that I was making to some of the parents is that mm. um, the more literate your children are, the better you can protect them from this indoctrination that's taking place in the schools, because we went to school at a midway point where this was transitioning into what we see now. Yeah, we caught place. the Ebonics, y'all. That was a slick try. Ebonics was yeah, a really they, slick we went, try. We went to school when that happened, so... My my point is is that yo good jump in the comments one if you remember ebonics give me a one if you remember ebonics two if you heard about it right but but the the thing I was you know essentially saying is that the the more your child has access to the world around them um, education from from I remember having shop in school right I remember that I remember specifically going to school and there was a wood shop in school. 
there was plumbing in school. They were teaching trades in school. And not only that, the educators, um, the people that were teaching then, I noticed this pattern that they were usually generally a little older. It was almost mm. rare to have a very young teacher, maybe a teacher Wait assistant a minute. or a substitute teacher. But hold on, the, the, when you start to the the you're right. The part of the part huh. of our journey was we were learning from elders. So the question becomes, when the elders are no longer in that in that space and they're not the teachers, and you got a 22 year old teacher that doesn't have children maybe doesn't even have nieces and nephews that they had to take care of. And now this person's a teacher. Um, you know, I think, I think that's partly, you know, playing a big part in what we're seeing with the, with the schools, cause they're fresh out of indoctrination. I mean, college, they're fresh out of that. Um, and, and that plays a part. So with us, like, and, and what we did was we started with language, how, to, how, how we got to the point where we could understand what conservatism was. Before we knew it was conservatism, we had started with, remember, studying language and being like, well, what do these things mean that we're saying? I know we're using words, but do we really know what they mean? Because they're seeming to have an effect on our, uh, our perception of reality. I remember um, hearing something, and it was a lot of times, especially when we talk about breaking this chain of insanity and doing the same thing and voting the same way over and over, a lot of truth is said in jest, and I'll never forget this. This um, Condoleezza Rice was on TV, mm-hmm. and somebody, one of the, uh, the, the people asked her, they said, yo, um, did you have a plan? And she said, no, what we had was a series of actionable items. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. A series of actionable items sounds kind of like, I don't know, a plan. And that was at that moment. I was like, she just said what you understand what I'm saying? Like, like I caught it. And I was so ever since then, it was like, all right, people are clearly saying one thing. Right. Meaning another thing. And we got to understand how it is that they're doing that. Right. And even the fact that words don't mean the same thing, depending on the subject matter, which in in part of what we're going to talk about and how we can get more of our folks, quote unquote, black, brown, Latino, Asian, you know, non quote unquote, non-white communities more involved politically. Part of that is understanding that words that we're using to explain things in our political knowledge may have a take on a different meaning when you're talking to somebody who's not politically savvy. Well, that, that, and look, I mean, conservatives, we do a really good job on policy. We've got some great policy positions, but that's not going to win people's hearts, man. Being able to say we, we withdrew the tax rate from this to that. That's not, no, people don't really respond well to that. And, and there's gotta be a way because look, it's insane. It is nothing but insanity. For people in the Charlottes of the world, the Raleigh's, the New York City's, the Chicago's, the San Francisco's, folks have been voting the same way and they've been getting the same results. So obviously what we're saying, the facts, the the policy stuff, right. that's well, not well, getting you it. Know it's, you know what also, and I think we, we sometimes focus too much on what we do right and we don't look enough at where we can do better sometimes as, as local parties because... No, there, but, 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 but listen, so, there's a okay. there's a thing, there's a there's a notion that um, you know, just having be, being right is enough, right? That like just no, being, but, but being so, right is so, enough. So but explain. sometimes it's not. 
I, let, let me say, okay. let me explain why I say that. Because look, check this out. Most groups of people, most traditional groups of people, what I mean by traditional groups of people, when you talk to, let's say you go to a Filipino community and you talk to the elders and you talk to some of the people, their traditional values, if we, if we say translate them and we were to put them on the checklist next to the platforms of conservative or liberal, 99.9% of the things you were going to a Filipino community and ask them about, they're going to be conservative. Sure. Do you think the government should be involved in your business? They're going to say no. Are you all right with the murdering of babies? They're going to say uh, no. Should you be paying for the murder of babies? No. Should uh, should the kids be able to go to the schools that best fit their, their learning style and education, you know, parent sure. choice and education? I mean, you go through the gambit of things that usually when you go into these communities and you talk to these people... They're going to agree with you. But when the approach is, well, we're the Republicans and this is, I think sometimes the conversation isn't like, it's too political almost. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think it's so, almost well, too political. I, th- I think one of the things as we talk about it is, and let's kind of put a little uh, bow tie on this here. We have every reason to continue the insanity that we were born into because we, that's what we see is being done now. It's your condition is a cause for you to to be unsuccessful. Your condition, your your happenstance at birth should be a dictator of your ability to succeed or not. And in so much that everybody faces barriers to entry, whatever you want to call them, obstacles, things in the way, mm-hmm. things you whatever that is, you don't necessarily and we're examples that you don't necessarily have to continue down that path. You you can look at the people around you and say, that's an example of what to do, an example of what not to do. Now, it gets a little trickier, what my brother's talking about with the voting. Um, and we're going to take a quick pause right here, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just jumping in, please get in the comment section. Let us know where you're watching from. Also, if you haven't done so already, make sure you're following us on all your social media platforms. Everywhere you go is TU Conservative. You can find us at the Urban Conservative, TUConservative.com. Go ahead on over to the website. We definitely need your support there. And shout out to North Carolina's Faith and Freedom Coalition. We will be in the building this coming Saturday at the Salt and Light Conference. They've got an amazing lineup of speakers. We hope to see you in Charlotte, North Carolina at the, um, uh, what's the name of the church that's going to be at it? I don't know why I'm drawing a, uh, drawing a blank on the church. Freedom it. House Church. Okay, it's going to be at Freedom yeah. House Church, um, Salome Church Road in Charlotte. Make sure you come out. Check us out for that. And if you don't know, President Trump is coming back to North Carolina. He's going to be in Wilmington this coming Friday, the 23rd. VIP. Guess who's going to be in the building? So make sure you're following us here on the Urban Conservative. If you're watching on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, or YouTube, get that little notification thing. Know when we go live so you can be behind the scenes with us as we go see President Trump out in Wilmington and as we participate in the Salt and Light Conference. Also, real real quick, real quick, real quick. I got to hit y'all with this real quick. We got to always give love to our sponsors, man. We we can't miss the sponsor. Get the sponsor. This episode of The Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. Well, I'm from the Bronx, but I live in the D now, of course, with the, you know, Detroit. The you went from the Bronx to Detroit. Bronx to Detroit. Well, on 58th Street. You was trying to keep it hood. <laughs> <laughs>
I wrote this. This man, gonna, a textbook. It's gonna be a lecture. This textbook. Yeah, yeah. So Go I ahead. Do it. Let's just start getting into the herbs. Uh, daughter had got run over by a car. She was four years old, and they said she would never walk again. She was. Her neck was broken, and her back was broken in three places of spine. And I kind of took over where the doctors couldn't fill in. The accident happened August 28th. I had her back walking again. Maybe that March. Alright, shout out to our sponsor, shout out to our good brother Ari Case, Case Technology Consultant. And uh, also stay tuned for the Case Technology STEM program if you Absolutely. have a young person um, that is interested in coding, they're interested in, in, in uh, software engineering, um, that are in school or going into school, or getting ready to come out of school and need some help trying to figure out how to navigate that, that uh, engineering space, please check out uh, my brother Ari Case over at Case Technology Consulting. So, so look, man, yeah. we're talking about this this monolithic is the right word, but this monolithic voting in the Black Hispanic communities, and and then and look to an extent, I think we can say Asian community, but we're we're we, you know what? I almost I I almost think they're so Republican the Asian community that if we probably did some work, they probably do vote Republican. I bet you they do. I'll tell you one thing that I found out, though, and, and, and this is a way, I mean, we've seen the results of it here in North Carolina, um, and you've seen results up there in New York where you are in Suffolk County. One of the things that we've got to do a better job of is, number one, we have to become the leaders in the party. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing to say, oh, this is what the party's doing wrong. It's one thing to be mm. a pundit. It's one thing to have an opinion on social media. But hey, I, hey, wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Before you even go any further on this, and I want to be clear about this too, um, that, that this show, when we do this show, we're speaking from our personal points of view. We're not speaking as elected Republican committee people. We're not speaking as, you know, chairman of anything. We're speaking from where we're speaking from. So I just want to make that that part, you know, kind of crystal clear because we have to kind of separate, separate those things ethically um, as well. So- um, like you were saying, we do have to get more more into leadership and in, into the, the party aspect. But you know what I, I noticed when we came up, I think hip hop might have played a big role in how we looked at politics for sure. good and in a good and a bad way. Right. As you talk about leadership, it makes me think about how confusing we we confused by hip hop. We were at a certain point. Like there was a point where we had X Clan in Africa and 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 Kwame and and that of Islam and the way I walk and it was beads and medallions and it was very Afro. And peace, my sister. <laughs> it was it was very Afrocentric, and then there was a a corporatization of the quote unquote culture, and then it went off the rails. It it became what we call gangster rap and very commercial and then et cetera. So. Somewhere in there, I think that confusion that that the I, I mean confusion might be too strong of a word, but the the dichotomy that hip hop presented the the, mm. the the two sides where it was like I need a gangster bitch. Who you calling a bitch? Like, <laughs> wait, wait, oh, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? No, that is that is schizophrenic. You're right. That's a little schizophrenic. It's a little so. I think no that, disrespect to schizophrenic, people, but I but. think that kind of played a part in how we looked at it because there were certain songs that would come out like "Fight the Power" that were kind of confusing. That were like, 
what do you mean fight the power? I don't mean physically fight the power. I mean buy this record and wear my jacket and get these show concerts. And then and then you got to remember, the, a, a big part of this was a show for middle class America because that's who was buying it. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's a. I think one of the things we got to look at, though, is p- part of why we've got you to see, just... You see, put EPMD up there, right? Yo, Anthony Brooks put EPMD. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Um, that's an interesting thing. Maybe we'll, we'll give him yeah, an EPMD we'll story. My, we'll we'll give you his EPMD, EPMD stories one day. But I, I think, the, the uh, to your point, one, we've got to be not just the leaders, but it also becomes a point where you have to not be afraid to speak up. If you live in these cities... I mean, you look, for example, in Chicago and places where the murder rates are really high and these crimes are unsolved. Well, that's because nobody's speaking up. There's nobody. Can't snitch, son. Yeah, I mean, that's part snitches, of son. I mean, I'm sorry, bro. I mean, look, I'm I'm about to be 44. Yo, so you do something in front of me and they come to me. I'm I, Nah, bro. It, look, I no. No, not built for that. Yo, listen, I don't like I don't like veggie crumble thing they do. You know, I've seen the, the the little nah man. Look, I like to be able to go to the seven eleven when I want. I like to be look, I like to Uber eat stuff from time to time. Like you know, you ever you ever just you ever just get in your car and get in your car and drive and not know where you're going? You ever just do you, that? You ever do this for food? <laughs> Yo. For 20 minutes is this for Yo, me? you did that. We did that not long ago. We sat there and we were like, okay, what continent can't you get food from in the free? Like, yo, you can get African, you can get Asian, you can you, you can get Nothing. you can get it's European, not... you can get what, South what, American. What, what, what do we say we all live like medieval kings? I have the I have the I have the kiwis of of Mexico and I have the grapes of Italy and the the raisins of the Arab of the Arabian desert. I have the huh. dates and palms of the Mediterranean. I have in your refrigerator. This is the crazy part. The average even I, the... I have falafel flesh, freshly ground chickpea from the feet of small Athenian women. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo. What up, what up, what up, what up? Oh, man, this is good. What's All right, so on? so ladies and gentlemen, the conversation today is about how do we kind of break the mold? How do we continue to break into some of these urban communities? How do we get people to stop doing this insanity? I think a big part of this, and then... Well, well, no, look, yep. what, what appealed to us was okay. this, right? Um, and everybody's not the same. So if, if we had to reduce this down to a couple of things, and, and because this November is so important... Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, we can look to a couple of races that we're involved in. And, and for example, where I'm at in the, South, the town of Southampton, you have a uh, assemblyman, a uh, New York state assemblyman. That's Wait, been this is there, good. Listen, listen, listen to this. Y'all. 1995. Yo, it, the most beautifulest thing in this world was like still a popular Since, song in ninety. Yo, he was elected in office when Keith Murray stood on the Lexus. He was in office before Buster Rhymes went y'all, y'all, y'all. He was in office when Rap City was still on. He was in office when MTV Raps was still on. He can't. He was in office since. Video music box was still on when he came in off. 95? 
video music box no. was still on. Nineteen ninety-five, bro. Yo, can y'all tell us what y'all were doing in nineteen ninety-five? <laughs> no, what were y'all doing really in nineteen ninety-five? Right what were you doing in nineteen mother effing ninety-five, bro? This dude's been in office in my in my area since nineteen ninety. Fantasy by Mariah Carey was out. Wow. Adina Howard. A Freak Like Me came out in 95. That was 95? Jesus Christ. We still live in most our lives, living in the gangster's paradise. Came out in 95, bro. This is how we do it. Bro, he's been in office since Montel Jordan first song. This is how we do it, bro. He's been in office since Junior Mafia came out with Players Anthem. He's been in office since Every Little Thing I Do You're On, Mama. <laughs> son. He's been he's... in office since I was signed to Devontae from Philly. Yo, my gosh, yo. He's been he's been in office since Tell Me What You Want from Groove Theory. Keep their heads ringing from Dre was ninety. Candy Rain. He's been in office since my love. Do you ever dream? You got to tell him the um. The I will get to that. You got to tell him the soul for real story. Hollywood stories. Wow, doing it and doing it and doing it well. He's been there since that. Wow. Total eclipse of the heart. Yeah, he's been in. Wow. Yeah, what 95? were y'all doing in 95? I don't remember 95. I'm just I don't know what I, 19 we is. Were we doing 40s in 95? Was 40s No, son, 90? 95, you were drinking 40s That's five in five years. The, what website was around in 95? There was no internet in 1995. This is what I'm saying. There might have still been beepers in 95. Was that, Yo, there was definitely was that Skytel pagers in 95? Nah, you didn't even have Skytel, son. You had a regular pagers in 1995, bro. Hold on. Yo, 1995. Sneakers were, what sneakers were? What sneakers were 1995? I don't know. But, but my point is, is this dude has been in office since 1995. 1995. Think about that. So, how much? How much responsibility? Does uh, an elected official who's been in office since 1995? Oklahoma hold. City bombing was April of 1995. How, but, but listen, how much? How much account? How much responsibility for the current conditions in the community does the elected official who's been in there since 19 mother effing 95 since Candy Rain? How much responsibility Bruh. should they wear? For the current conditions. So now, nah, and, and here's the question, ladies and gentlemen. Tell us if we're, now I want you to tell us if we're wrong here. Chat lines? Chat lines? I, oh, no. What year was AOL? Oh, my God. What Melissa, year was AOL oh, chats? Oh, oh. Just Google it real quick on oh. your phone. What year was AOL chats? I'm doing it right now. Oh, my gosh. She said Yo, AOL. AOL chats was so bad that they had to create Chris Hansen. Do you know what it's like to hear? Oh, hold on. I got to pull this up for y'all. Hold on. 1995-96. Yeah. They shut down after 20 years in 2017. So, 95-96. Do y'all remember this right here? Do y'all remember this right here? Hold on, let me share this. Do y'all remember this right here? How many of y'all remember this right here? 
Hold on, I gotta rewind it. Hold on. How many of y'all know about this right here? Let's see what y'all know about this right here. How many of y'all remember this right here? Melissa, if we play Candy Rain, they're going to knock our video. They're going to knock. They're going to point our video for playing Candy Rain. But uh, but shout out to Jason Chalk. My Have you Chalk. ever loved someone? Chalk is someone good. that you thought you not giving so much of yourself. It seems the... <laughs> it seems... Oh, you didn't think I knew it, did you? Tell me what you want in there, and I will give it He the next Michael Jackson. Oh, the little young dude. Jason, shouts out to Jason. Yo, so little unknown fact, history. We did a show. uh, We've always been about supporting the community. We used to do this thing called Life Lyrics and Laughter, and we brought soul for real. And one of the, the coolest things that I ever got to experience was listening to those dudes sing all the way from Atlanta. To North Carolina, like naturally, just singing and having a good time, bro. It was t- you talented dudes. Yeah, but bro. they didn't want the chicken. They didn't want the chicken. You don't remember they didn't want the chicken? No. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll remind you. Was it the thing. pizza or the chicken? They didn't want the chicken. He was like, "Yeah, we gonna get some Kentucky Fried Chicken." And he was like, Kentucky Fried Chicken. And we <laughs> was like, like, "Yeah, what? The, what are we supposed to get?" It's in the budget yeah. now. It, it says feed you. We're feeding you. It, it, the writer nah, yeah. says food. The writer said food. It was fun. No, th- no, that that ended up being a fun weekend. They tore it down. Yeah, they they tore it down. They was just disgruntled about the chicken. <laughs> it was a little disgruntled <laughs> about the KFC. It happens sometimes. Sometimes. So so back to this thing, no, bro. Back back to this thing. Yeah. Are are we suggesting? And I think it's tough to suggest that Republicans, conservatives, people who genuinely, and let's even take those labels out for a second, mm. people who think that common decency. Right, like holding the door, putting your shopping your shopping cart back in the the aisle, like you know, little things. You know, the people that that understand while this country's not perfect, it's kind of the freest place you got. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That that and and part of this too is um, open mindedness. What mm. what what you call being open minded? Sometimes we think we're open minded, but mm. one of the things we can do to kind of garner more support from our folks is take a more uh, a more relative position to them, right? We have to understand that when we have our, what we call in this community, a red pill moment, and we come to our awakening and, and our realization that simply the facts don't, the facts, policies, and stances of a particular group of people don't serve the community well it doesn't matter which community when we come to that realization sometimes we can be a little belligerent um and a little cold about how we approach like yo i don't understand where we're we're cutting their taxes why won't they vote for us no what i'm saying is is when we talking to somebody in the hood and they like oh how could you support donald trump or how could you do this or that um sometimes it's like we don't understand how they could support the other side when it's so disgusting like 
you know, it, and sometimes it's not an emotional argument. Sometimes it's putting the information in their face. It's sometimes saying, hey, look, here's the bottom line. We mm. agreeing on a lot of things. And, and I don't think it's our job necessarily to convert them to Republicans more than it is to get them to vote Republican. If yeah. I can get you to vote Republican and vote for something different, that's better because I'm. it's almost like they're looking at us like it's a social club. Well, look, you talk about, uh, just to go back real quick, we're talking about people who've been in office. We've got a guy here, uh, House District 48, um, dude's been in office for 18 years. 18 years. Yo, listen to me. Some of y'all watching this show got kids ain't even 18 yet. This guy has been in office longer than some of y'all kids have been alive. Has voted continuously for his political buddies and for his political, uh, you know, road dogs against the best wishes of the community. Now we're talking about a community with failing schools. I just drove by the school parking lot for the buses, like the bus lot. When I say, bro, this was just a field uh-huh. in a fence. <laughs> you fenced in a wild field and parked buses there. No, no, no bus driver could have pride in going to work in something like that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. And y'all got, but you want to give the state legislators more money for gas. Well, what what about the people in your district that can't that you you're not helping to attract companies to this area? The, the you're not bringing jobs here. You're not bringing job training here. You're not and you're not creating. You're not helping create a legislative environment to to let the free market do its work. To let you know small business owners operate in a in an environment that's conducive to them growing their business. Well, the, yeah, and a not, big part of this insanity thing is you look at these communities who have voted for these people over and over and even now and i'll call it you know we'll break it here these people are using pressure against their own communities if you allow this person to participate if you allow this candidate to participate we'll cut your money off we'll make life difficult for you if you allow that person a candidate wanted to sponsor one of the people we're working with wanted to sponsor an event, and these people called them and said, if you allow that woman to participate, we'll cut your money off. We'll make life difficult for you. It becomes a point where you got to do something different. That's the, the tactics right. that these people are using. And I think people are snapping out of it. You know? Right. Well, that and, and a big part of this, too, is that these relationships, we're not showing up at the places um, where these these things are happening. So you would think there's lots of people at a city council meeting. You would think there's a lot of people at a town Sadly, no. You, Sadly, you would no. Think that. You would think there's a lot of people um, showing up to Republican unless, unless, Unless it's an issue that impacts people on the left, radical left issues like allowing men to part or young boys to participate in young girl sports or, um, you know, allowing transgenders, unless it's some controversial issue where the left needs to prove a point, we don't, you know, we're not seeing that. You know, we don't have enough examples of Mark Robinson. We don't have enough examples of that, of conservatives going in and doing that. Well, and at least here in North Carolina, one thing that I can say is we are working on that. We're, we've had Ted Budd um, out into different um, communities, and we've had um, folks just coming out to try to bridge that gap. I think a big part of that is Folks can support what we're doing, not just what we're doing here with the Urban Conservative, but groups like the Frederick Douglass Foundation, the North Carolina Black Conservative Voices, the Mecklenburg Black Republican Club, and, um, you know, 
and, and even our New York black. Yeah, and Pennsylvania's and got black all conservative of, all voices. All of these, all of these auxiliary. Um, there's a, a, a Republican Asian caucus in New York. Um, for those of our Asian brothers and sisters who they, who may not know that there's a Muslim contingency of Republicans, and and I'll be honest with you on a personal note, I really don't like all of the splintering and fracturing of the groups, but I understand there's many tents. And everybody can't cook in the same kitchen, so we should have a lot of tents. It should be some curry over here, and some and some dal over there, and some burgers. Or we should have a big tent. Well, with a lot well, of look, right? I it. think mm -hmm. I think that matters. It it only matters because what we're talking about fundamentally is in these areas where all of these groups are so close together. In urban areas, we're talking about people that predominantly have to coexist fairly close together. And they have a lot of these same self-interests. You know, it doesn't matter right, if you're, right, you're right. you know, yeah. from India, from China, you want your kid going to a good school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but y'all definitely can't necessarily cook in the same kitchen. No, nah, not necessarily. Well, it, well. The smells get weird. It does <laughs> just, get weird. Start, I, I, start I, mixing the magic smells and get weird. I don't, I don't everybody know if I they, want. Everybody need their space. Yeah. Yeah, no. That's why you got Chinatown and then you got Little Italy. Because pizza don't go with chicken and broccoli. It don't work like that. I mean, it depends on how drunk you are is the question. Yeah, it is. That, that, that is. that is. And all. then I seen some disgusting shit put on pizza recently, too. So you never know. Yo, like what? Know. Oh, they were literally putting like like Chinese food, tacos. I seen a taco pizza. It was like a whole taco on the pizza. Which I don't understand. Like I'm like, what? Nah, Taco Bell's Mexican pizza, the very best pizza. Shout out to everybody that does the Taco Bell thing. Hey, real quick, real, real quick, real quick. On the tail end of this, I think one of the things we need to look at. Um, not only do you support the groups that are out there fighting on the ground, being a part of the process. The other thing that you need to do is make sure on November eighth. You take your ass off the couch and go vote. And take your friend, listen, and tell a friend. And real quick, the, the reason we wanted to talk a little bit about our background and where we come from, um, because a lot of people we know say things like, I don't even vote. I'm not involved in politics. We didn't come from a background that would, would put us, would, would what we would think put us in that lane. And the thing we discovered is that being a citizen of the greatest country in history, this is a small... Being involved politically is a fair, small... Fair statement. From the time we got out of LaSalle to right now, you've never even had a, con a conversation with our mother about who's on a county commission. No. City council. No. School board. No. But but what I'm what I'm what I'm getting at. I is just that I, I'm thinking about like I've you never have had to, a... You have to kind of feel responsible. You have to uh. take this sense of responsibility. I mean, I think it's it, it, if you're not going to make every city council meeting, most of the time these city council meetings are reposted. They're shown on YouTube. They're on the internet for you to go back and watch and be up to date. What's going on? One of the biggest things we can do going into November is understand the game plan is to win as many school boards as we can. Right. To win as many Senate seats as we can. Right. To win as many congressional seats as we can. To right. win as many county commissioner seats as we can. Because that's the, the way we combat what's being done is this clear push towards some type of tyrannical form of government, which is obvious, right? And that's not even being extreme with watching what President Trump just went through and certain other people, you know, hearing Cleta Mitchell speak the other night, um, certain things of that nature. So use us as an example that you don't have to come from a background that's in, you don't have to be a lawyer, you don't have to be a doctor, you don't have to come from 
a, a perfect household to be involved in politics. I mean, I mean, there's people, there's elected officials right now that got felonies on their record. They're and I, and I wouldn't even say being involved with politics. You don't have to be all of those things in order to make a difference, because that's really what we're talking mm -hmm. about is trying to make a difference. So uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, um, we really appreciate each and every one of y'all that share the content. We see some. Let's go through the comments. I see we got some comments in the comment section. What we got going on over there? I can't. Okay. Um, let's kind of see what we got going on over there. Yeah. Shout out to Brother Mark. What do we got here? Love the clarity. Excellent, brother. Appreciate you. Something says, what do we got here? Y'all got to play Candy Rain. We saw that. <laughs> okay. Sounds like Alamance. Wow. Uh-huh. Facts. Yep, yep, yep. So? Uh, what does this one say? Um, we didn't get air chat till about 2000. I'm saying phone chat lines. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Okay, so there's some there's there's a there's one thing we gotta do before we close this out. So we got this running joke. Now that you brought up um <laughs> you brought up phone chat lines, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what was the wildest phone chat line name they had back in the days? Like think of a phone chat what was that? What were the phone chat lines? Like one nine hundred hot man? <laughs> like what what oh what my the god, oh they like, were all one nine hundred numbers. One nine hundred nine one nine skank. <laughs> one nine hundred nine eight nine for fun. Oh no. Nine one nine hundred nine eight nine hot girl. <laughs> oh. oh hold on, hold on. One nine hundred nine oh nine girl for you. Whoa. Whoa. What one nine hundred eight two seven. Felicia's ready. <laughs> oh, 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 hold on. Hold on. Do you remember this? Hold on. Do you remember this? Lay, being in the bed, right? Like you're laying in the bed. <laughs> and you hear this? What, what you got? 1-900-WET. Oh, no, no. So you go back and you go, so you go like this. Hi, are you alone? Do you want someone fun to kick it with? We're for adulterate. <laughs> That's how you knew what, Deaf what? Comedy Jam was about to come on. Right. They was about hi, to sing. Hi, um. Are you looking for someone to date? Meet Sally. Sally loves, and she's waiting for you now at 1-800-GIRLS-LIKE-FUN. Oh, my God. What? Okay. What was the one? It was all 900 numbers. Oh, my God. With the skanky. Oh, it was just so skanky oh, now yeah. that you oh, look back at it. I gotta do it. No, oh, I my God. That, that, is, that is so 1990s. Like, that is... Wow, nineteen nine. Wait, what are you pulling up, bro? What are you pulling up? Hold on. Oh no. Oh no. No, you oh, got to type in chat line nine hundred. Hold on, I got y'all. <laughs> Oh, no. Bizarre encounters. Call and hear real people as they come face to face with. Bizarre encounters. Are they from next door? Or are they from... If you only make one phone call in your life, make it to... Bizarre, Bizarre Encounters. encounters.
Cute little, little dog, dog you've got, got there. there. But, but hold, hold on. on. In, In a previous, previous life, he could have been George Washington. Washington. Nice, nice cat. Perhaps Annie Oakley. And look, and look at him. him. Why it's Napoleon. Reincarnation. What, what human, human being was your pet in a previous, previous lifetime? lifetime? Master Reincarnation is the David Scott will tell you. you when you call this number. Just answer simple questions with your time. going to have me lose faith in people. Is your dog a reincarnated Napoleon? Yo, look, ladies and gentlemen, please share this content. Head over to the website, tuconservative.com is the website. Once again, shout out to our sponsors, Case Technology Consultant, and of course, our good brother, Dr. Inky, for my twin brother, Dual Ali. And yo, listen, I'm going to be in North Carolina, I think, one more week. Um, So stay tuned. We got some behind-the-scenes footage. You want to head on over to TU Conservative. Shouts out to everybody that was in the comment section that rocks with us. We appreciate you guys. We will see you um, sometime during the week. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We'll see you guys on Friday from the Trump rally. We'll see you on Saturday from Salt and Light. That's Peace and love, everybody. Peace, folks.